The herbicide glyphosate is in everything from bread and cookies to corn and beer. Glyphosate is the active ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup, the world's top weed killer. Does it cause cancer? That's the question that's been asked for decades. Monsanto is facing more than 300 lawsuits by cancer victims around the country who claim to have developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as a result of exposure, exposure to Roundup. Environmental lawyer Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is one of the attorneys representing several California families in the suits against Monsanto. It seems, you know, not just strange, but almost sinister that this company would be trying to conceal the, the real risk of its product from the people who are being exposed to it. Our guests are Catherine Sharkey, professor at NYU Law School, and Peter Waldman, Bloomberg News investigative reporter. Catherine, the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Cancer classified glyphosate as a probable human carcinogen. This month, California became the first state to list it as a known carcinogen. The EPA's conclusion has been that it's unlikely to cause cancer. Where is the weight of the evidence? Uh, so that's a great question. It will be contested in these uh, rash of lawsuits. Um, I can say that there are interesting issues with respect to the role of states regulating things like pesticides in ways that might challenge federal oversight. So it's happening in this case. It's happened in other cases regarding pharmaceutical drugs, food labeling, etc. So um, the court uh, will be deciding, um, interestingly, looking at findings from both the International Agency for Research, but also looking at the APA, EPA's findings and, and ongoing work where they might revisit their findings. Peter, in your uh, very thorough story in Bloomberg Businessweek, you talk about uh, a panel of outside scientists that the EPA uh, convened to take a look at this issue. Can you tell us about that and what has happened to uh, the findings of that panel? So that was a panel convened in December, um, and it looked at a an issue paper that EPA pesticide office developed on the question of carcinogenicity of glyphosate. Glyphosate, of course, is the active ingredient in Roundup, which is Monsanto's product that really owns the uh, herbicide uh, industry uh, all over the world. It's a very highly selling product used by many, many farmers. The peer reviewers who gathered in December cast a lot of questions about the EPA uh, view of glyphosate as being relatively benign. As you mentioned, uh, they, have, they view it as an unlikely carcinogen. Well, uh, a majority of these peer reviewers from universities around the country said there was lots of evidence that the EPA sort of glossed over and dismissed and raised a tremendous number of questions, especially for an, uh, really a kind of a pro forma peer review about the EPA's view. How that will figure in the EPA final analysis uh, under Administrator Pruitt, who is the Trump EPA boss, nobody can know, but uh, they have put those scientific questions in the record. Catherine, the San Francisco federal judge who's presiding over the multi-district litigation unsealed documents that raise questions about the safety and research practices of Monsanto, uh, raise questions about possible collusion. Tell us about what some of those documents uh, talk about. 
Right. Well, um, just to back up just for a second, I think one thing that was just said that's really important is um, what kind of administrative record there is that um, then litigants can bring in to various disputes. They will bring these into disputes like the one that's ongoing on causation. They will also bring them in, I would think, whether there, if there are future disputes down the road about whether the state of California could go ahead and regulate, even if the EPA decides it doesn't want to, right? These will be important um, for those purposes as well. So my take on the uh, judge in this multi-district litigation is he's shown a kind of skepticism already about various of these agency findings by deciding to put these up, um, to unseal them, to put them up uh, to scrutiny. Uh, Peter, one thing that uh, your article talks about that I found very striking was that this office, this Office of Pesticide Programs at the EPA that makes the decision on on uh, this pesticide gets almost 30% of its operating budget from industry. Can you tell us a little bit about, specifically with regard to Monsanto, what is Monsanto's relationship uh, with this office? Well, that was brought under scrutiny by the documents revealed, uh, or I should say unsealed, in the California um, federal court matter in San Francisco, where the judge unsealed documents that showed uh, Monsanto had quite a good relationship with the person reviewing the carcinogenicity uh, in 2015. There was very friendly banter in some emails. At one point, the EPA person, whose name is Jess Rowland, said uh, he should get a medal if he's able to kill another study that a different federal agency um, under the CDC in Atlanta was going to undertake. Um, so they, they had a very close relationship. As far as Monsanto's relationship with um, the Office of Pesticide Programs in EPA, it isn't that different than any other pesticide manufacturer. Uh, the fact is they follow the law and perhaps under their own influence, they were able to influence Congress when they set these laws up to basically rely on the industry to provide all of the data in the various health effects reviews that the EPA does. So Monsanto, in the case of glyphosate, is the one paying the scientists, deciding what to submit to the EPA for review and has a tremendous influence over the process in that way. And a number of the documents that came out in the federal court matter have shown that they're very, let's say, uh, they use a lot of discretion as to what scientists they use, who they pay for the information, what, what they publish, what they give to the EPA. And you can imagine they're millions, really billions of dollars riding on that scientific review. So they're very careful about what the EPA sees. Catherine, in about a minute, the question in the federal cases, according to the judge, is not going to be about glyphosate, but rather about Roundup. And so tell us what the distinction is there. Well, as I understand it, it's um, the Roundup has various additives and other 
um, uh, chemicals that are added in as well. And so I think that the judge is suggesting that they're going to be looking specifically at data and studies that are going to be looking at the effect of Roundup and not just uh, glyphosate. Although it's hard to believe that the findings that are of relevance to whether glyphosate has carcinogenic carcinogenic um, consequences would not be relevant. Just one, one quick note, because um, just to emphasize this point, not only the EPA, but the FDA, when it's approving drugs, it also relies on manufacturer studies, et cetera. And one of the things to keep in mind is that what the court will have to do here when it's dealing with an area that's regulated by federal regulators is decide how much scrutiny, right. you know, to uncover. Catherine, we will have to leave it there. This topic deserves a, a lot of time, and we'll give it some more in the future. That's Catherine Sharkey, professor at NYU Law, and Peter Waldman, Bloomberg News investigative reporter. 